Hello, everyone. This is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Welcome, everyone. Welcome all to Season 4. Yes, I'm really excited to get started here on Season 4, Episode 1. Tonight's episode is going to be, Is There Anything Too Hard for Me? Is There Anything Too Hard for Me? Welcome, everyone, to Podcasting for Christ. Uh, I know I've been, it's been a while since I've been on the air and I'm gotten, getting a late start to this season, uh, but I've had a lot of things going on uh, personally and things like that. But hey, I'm here, I'm back, and I'm ready to get going. Is there anything too hard for me? Going to be in Jeremiah 32, 27, and going to look at some things going on in our world today. Let me tell you, look around. Prophecy, Bible prophecy is being fulfilled in Christ his return is imminent. His return is will be soon. I do believe. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, I love you. And I thank you, Father, dear Lord, for all that you do. I thank you for your mercy, your grace, your compassion, your kindness, and your forgiveness, Father, dear God. And I pray right now the Holy Spirit would be the teacher, the preacher, the speaker, the podcaster, the evangelist. Use me as your mouthpiece right now, dear Lord, and help me to spread truth all around the globe, Father, dear God. And I pray for each and every listener right now, Father, dear Lord, that you would touch them. Dear God, if they're saved and serving you, I pray you'd open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon them that they simply just can't contain. And dear Lord, I pray right now, Father, dear God, if they're backslidden, that you'd do whatever it takes to get them restored. And if they're lost, Father, dear God, that you would take them right now, Father, dear Lord, down that Roman road, Father, dear Lord, and help them open up their eyes, open up up their ears, open up their hearts and their minds to receive the truth, Father dear God, that's only found in your word, Father dear Lord. Touch them and save them today, Father dear Lord. Let them know if they just confess and believe in thine heart and confess with thy mouth that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead, Father dear Lord. And believe in that death, burial, and resurrection, Father dear Lord. Believe that he died on the cross and he shed every bit of his blood for the sins of mankind. As John the Baptist said, dear Lord, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Amen. We thank you, Father, for all that you do in Jesus' name. In the name of Yahshua, our Hamamashiach, Father, dear God, I love you and thank you. Amen. 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 Glory. Hallelujah. Is there anything too hard for me? Well, I'm not talking about me. There's a lot of things too hard for me. But I'm talking about Jesus Christ, that Hamamashiach I just prayed up to. Uh, the Lord, Yahshua, our Savior. Amen. He is the one that there's nothing simply too hard for him. And we live in a world where it seems like things are impossible. We live in a world right now, it seems like things are just going crazy and chaotic. And and it seems like things are falling apart. But oh, glory be to God. Let me tell you right now, things are not falling apart. Things are falling into place. Things are going according to the Bible. Things are going just the way the Bible predicted. Just the way God said it would go. And should we expect any less? Let me ask you a question. Why do we doubt God? Why do we doubt God? Here, let me, you answer that while I grab some coffee. Why do we doubt God? Why is it so hard for us to trust him with everything? Has he failed us? Is he not on our side? Has he given us a reason not to trust him? Hmm. Jeremiah obeyed God's commands. He preached repentance from idolatry and their 
failure to let the land rest, Jeremiah was a prophet of doom, and because of this, he was very unpopular, and it seemed that no one would listen and take heed to God's warnings. I guess I'm unpopular too, because I'm going to preach gloom and doom, <laughs> uh, you know, that I'm going to preach the same things that Jeremiah preached, and, you know, and I believe that we're re history's repeating itself, and we know right now that that, uh, you know, that, that they didn't listen to him and they're not going to listen to the truth today. Many people will not. Hmm. Many listen to the, uh, many listen to the false prophets that God did not send. Uh, they listen to them and they'll listen to any wind of doctrine out there right now. You know, it's funny. They only come against Christ. They only come against the Jews. They don't come against any other religion. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. They, they only come against Christ Jesus. They only come against Him, and, and they only come against the Word and, and everything. You know, if you can, you can go out and do anything else with any other religion, and they, boy, they just think that's fine and dandy. But don't get me started on the ecumenical movement. <laughs> we're the Pope, and everybody's just saying, oh, we're going to accept every little doctrine that comes along, every church, every religion. You know, hey, you believe in Buddha, just stand right beside me. doesn't matter, right? Well, I tell you, it does matter. It matters. Truth matters. And uh, speaking of that, let me go ahead and put a plug in. If you hadn't seen, he's got the whole world in his hands ministry. Find it on YouTube. I got a show going on there called Truth Matters. I appreciate if you listen to that uh, and everything and help me out with that, trying to get that show going. But, uh, but back to this, you know, many preachers today that are preaching truth find themselves in the same boat as Jeremiah as I am as I feel right now no one seems to be listening no one seems to be taking heed no one seems to care anymore about the things of God the ecumenical movement I just spoke of has taken over in many churches and sin is in the pulpits across America and across the globe Homosexuals, transgenders, uh, drag queens, and unsound doctrine have found their way into the universities where professors no longer need to believe that what the Bible says, and this is passed on to the students who will be our future preachers, and many future preachers that are in the pulpits now, right? And many churches have so-called pastors who do not believe in God, they do not believe in the Bible, and are just doing it for the money. Mm. Where does it end? When does it end? When does it stop? The truth is, it's not going to stop or end. It is the, it's only going to get worse, and the only thing we can do is stand our ground, be faithful, and pray. We must stay in God's Word, so we will rightly divide it. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show or shew thyself, which means show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. You know, when we know uh, God's word of truth, we know and trust that only God can put a stop or put a stop to the evil in this world. And he will. He is the only righteous judge. Let me get the Bible out here. I want to read Revelations. I'm going to read Revelations 19, 11 through 21, and then 27 through 15. And I know, Brother Stacy, boy, you love to read that Bible. Yes, I sure do. I, I don't want you to get my words. I know that that's kind of funny to say because here I am putting out a podcast, but I want you to hear the words of God. Uh, that's the most important word that you can hear. But Revelations uh, 19 verses 11 
uh, through 21 basically is going to talk about the righteous judge. And let's look at this. And it said, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were a flame of fire, and his head were, were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. That's Jesus Christ, in case you hadn't figured that out. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon the white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of the Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit upon them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat upon the horse and against his army. <laughs> How foolish is that? And the beast was taken with him and the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, which, were, uh, which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth. And all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Let's skip over to uh, chapter 20, verse 7. And it talks about the lake of the fire and the brimstone that we just it goes into more detail. And when the, uh, when the thousand years are expired, that's that millennial reign. Amen. I can't wait for that. Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. He's going to be bound for that thousand years and shall go out to deceive the nation. Yes, after a thousand year reign that Christ is going to have on this earth of peace, prosperity, and everything. There's going to be people living here. I'm going to be here, but I'm going to be in a glorified body like Christ. Amen. So don't be surprised if you're still here. I'm going to come visit you, right? <laughs> but after this, uh, you know, this after all this peace and Satan's going to be loosed and people are still going to not believe in Christ Jesus after he's reigned for a thousand years and they're still going to rebel. How crazy is that? Going on, it says, which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle. The number of whom is in sand, a number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up upon the breath of the earth and can pass the camp of the saints about. And he and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and he shall be tormented day and night forever and ever and ever and ever amen and ever let's just keep going on and ever it's never going to end you know i'm going to live eternally in heaven 
I'm going to live forever in my glorified body. And if you don't accept Jesus Christ, if you don't accept him as your personal savior, your body's going to live forever too, but you're going to live eternally separated where the worm dieth not, just like me, but it's you're going to be in a, in a place called hell. And you're that place and everything that the hell has is going to be cast into the lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever and ever. And you've heard me say this many times about uh, uh, the uh, book of life that uh, that your name needs to be written in uh, and everything. And and I'm going to just, let's just skip over here. Well, no, let's go ahead and I'll read 11 through 15. I said I was going to read that anyway. But in this, and it, uh, verse 11 says, And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books, notice, were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. And I do believe the book of life, and and I do believe that, and I know it says books, and uh, you've heard me say this before, that that book of life is is where the, the name everyone's name's written, in the book of life because Christ wants everyone to be saved but your name can get blotted out but one of these books I do believe is going to be the Bible you're going to be judged out of this Bible because uh, this is our this is God's word to man and what we're supposed to obey and do and and everything so we're going to be judged out of this book of belief uh, I do believe so it's written out of those things which were written in the book in the books and according to their works and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. You heard me say that a while ago. This is where it's at. This is the second death. See, we're all going to die once. But boy, if you don't believe in Christ Jesus, you're going to have that second death. And notice verse 15, and whosoever... You know, and I like this word, whosoever. Uh, John 3, 16, for whosoever believeth in Christ Jesus, right? Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his own only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So that whosoever is you right now. That blows Calvinism out of the water. We'll see how anybody can believe Calvinism. But anyway, in this also and whosoever again was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake. Of fire, a place you don't want to go, a place you don't want to be. Trust me. Now, in light of all this, in light of, uh, can we clearly see that that that, uh, that you know that Christ right now is the righteous judge, and He is going to judge righteously one day. You see that that was Christ, that was God's judgment uh, on this world and and everything. And, and b- believe me, uh, don't. Uh, count uh, it is slackness or anything like the, like uh, like many scoffers and people will mark as Timothy talked about because you know the sun comes up every day and the sun goes down every day where's the promise of his coming right uh, uh, so to speak and let me just tell you right now it's coming look around you can see the Bible prophecies being fulfilled you can see the world's getting uh, weird I don't even recognize this world anymore it's getting horrible uh, but like I said, I, I do know right now I'm not worried. This just gives me comfort. And if you're a, a believer in Christ, you should take great comfort in this, knowing that, hey, we're going home soon. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. And in light of all this, now we can clearly see that everything works out for the good for the believer and not so good for the unbeliever. Now, if we look at the that all that God has spoken in prophecy and 
in the past that has already been fulfilled perfectly now, and we see our future is heavenly, and that God will judge this earth. Is there anything too hard for him? Can he not save? Can he not build? Can he not plant? Can he not take take away uh, and tear down? Can he not be trusted? Everything the prophet Jeremiah prophesied came to pass. God was right, and he can be trusted. What's going on in your life right now that seems to be so difficult that you can't trust God for? Your health, your finances, just simple justice, loss, the great loss that you've experienced. uh, And and believe me, if you are lost, (laughs) salvation, he can be trusted for salvation. We can be confident in this life that God will take care of his children. What does his word tell us? Hebrews 10, 35 and 36. I love this. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. One of my favorite scriptures there. You hear me say that about every scripture, don't you? Uh, <laughs> but cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Be confident in God and be strong. Don't go around and thinking, I hope so. And boy, I hope everything works out and all that. Be strong. Be confident and know that God is on your side. He's never going to forsake you. He's always with you. And you can have great recompense of reward if you just be confident goes on to say for you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God you might receive the promise you know when Assyria invaded Judah 2nd Chronicles uh, uh, 32 8 with his with him is an arm of flesh but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles and the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah king of Judah when the great apostle Paul had a thorn in his side, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, God Christ said to him, He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. 2 Timothy 1, 7, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of sound mind. Ephesians 3, 12, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence, here's that word again, by the faith of him. We serve a God that we can boldly come to in confidence. 24, 7, Knowing that he is our only hope, our strength, and a way maker. He alone can change your lives. Verse 20 is one of my favorites. Ephesians 3.20 Now unto him, that's Christ Jesus, that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Let me just tell you, that's our faith. That power that worketh in us is our faith. So Christ is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Set the bar high. Set your goals high and understand and know that, hey, this Christ Jesus, nothing is too hard for him and he can accomplish all things as long as we have the power working in us, as long as we have the faith, as long as we have the confidence, as long as we put our trust and hope and everything in him, we have nothing, simply nothing to worry about. And there's simply nothing uh, 
too hard for him. Hey, let's take a quick break here. I'll be right back here and we'll finish this thing out. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, podcasting for Christ. That's the second half. All right. Uh, you know, I was talking about that power that worketh in us. You know, that power. Uh, you know, let me go ahead and back up. Down to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. That's, you know, anything that we can ask or think. That's that's crazy. That, whatever you can think of, right? Whatever you can ask Christ of, you know. He is able. There's nothing too hard for him, right? According to the power that worketh in us, that power that worketh us, that power that worketh in us, is faith. And if we have faith, God is able to go above what we ask for. We are His children. First John three one. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. You know, just like a good father here on earth wants his best for his children, God wants what's best for us also. And he loves us so much, so much. We have no idea. You just don't have a clue just how much God loves us. I can tell you how much he loves us. He loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son, you know, to die on that cross for our sins. And that's how much Christ loves us. And he gave his life. He died on that cross. You know, I heard something earlier today that I, that I liked, and I thought it was kind of interesting that, that maybe that Christ will be the only resurrected body. You know, we're all going to get that new resurrected body like Christ had when he came back on the road to Emmaus and visited with the, with the disciples and everything, and they showed, he showed them the scars. And, you know, I, when I get to heaven, I'm going to get a glorified body, and I don't know that, that I'll have any scars from this earthly body. I got a, scar, a couple scars on me where I've been cut. Uh, and things, and and I'm just wondering if Christ is going to be the only one in heaven that'll bear those bear scars that, that each and every one of us, like my scars, will be gone. I'll get that new body, and you won't be able to see anything because He's the only one that's going to display those scars for us to see for all eternity to know that that's what it took for us to get there. And I thought that was pretty good. I said, man, that's powerful right there. And I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I just know that we're definitely going to recognize Christ, and I believe that we'll we will see those nail scarred hands. Amen. Glory, Hallelujah, praise God. You know, but just like a good father here on earth uh, wants his best for his children, God wants what's best for us also, and He loves us so much. We need to give all our burdens. Did you hear me say all? Uh, many of us give some of our burdens to the Lord, and He doesn't handle that the way we think He should handle it, and we get all upset and things but we need to give him all our burdens to him and trust in him and have faith in him that he will help in time of need he's always been there for me he's never abandoned me I'm the one that's abandoned him I have often thought that maybe God is too busy helping those that have greater needs than me I know the things that I bring before the throne are minor compared to those that are really suffering across the globe. Homelessness, orphans, uh, children being taken away and thrown into sex trafficking and slave labor, people starving, 
people on their deathbeds, and here I am blessed to live in America. There's food on my table, clothes in my closet, and and at the present moment, I still we we still celebrate freedoms and liberties to still worship God with little persecution. However, this does not mean that God does not care about me, my situation, and my problems, no matter how small and insignificant. God cares. God loves all his children. And I'm just blessed. And I, I, I want to thank God and praise him. And, and I want to remind you of all the evil and corrupt things that's going on around the globe. And I know right now I said something about we presently right now have uh, freedoms and liberties but those freedoms and liberties are slowly but surely being taken away from us and they're calling good evil and evil good and they're trying their best to, to no one re- reads god's word anymore no one's praying anymore uh, preachers aren't preaching the truth anymore uh, you know on and on we can go and slowly but surely america is crawl uh, crumbling because what do you expect when you turn your back on the true and living god right Now, no matter what we face, God is able and nothing, did you hear me say that enough tonight? (laughs) Nothing is too hard for him. He cares about what we care about. He knows all of our needs and he delights to be our savior daily. God delights to be our savior, our deliverer, our hope, our comfort, our rest, our refuge, our strength, our source, the one we can call on in time of desperation and need. He is a jealous God, and He wants us to come to Him first. No one can give us a better counsel, guidance, and help than God. You know, no one can help us with the great needs that we have except for God. The the one who knows our tomorrows, notice that, the one who knows our tomorrows is the best advice given for today. So why not call on Him you know, if God knows everything that's going to happen tomorrow, why don't I call on him today? Because he knows what I'm going to face. He knows what I'm going to face tomorrow. He knows what I'm going to face next week. He knows what I'm going to be facing next year. It's the best advice given for today. So why not call on him? You know, you can't get any better. And there's nothing too hard for him, right? No problem he can't solve. No road he has not traveled. No pain he does not understand. And no need that he can't meet. Hebrews 13, 6. So uh, we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Now many today make this mistake. We are fearing man instead of God. We are following man instead of God. We are making ourselves God. And like I have said many times, we are kicking God out of our homes, our schools, our churches, and our lives. Do we even need to ask why our nation is in the world and our lives are in the shape that it's in? Could it just be that we have turned our backs on the true and living God, just like I said a while ago? What do we expect when we do this? Do we expect good things to happen when we do this? You know, God spared not the apple of his eye, Israel, and his Maranatha is coming on this present world. That that Maranatha's divine judgment is approaching at a fast pace. And even lost people know that something is up and not right. 
Let me read that. 1 Corinthians 16, 22. If any man love not the Lord, Jesus Christ, let him be anathema. That means banned or excommunication, uh, excommunicated or accursed. Anathema. And Maranatha, the approaching divine judgment. And it's approaching very fast. Just as the prophets of old told of Israel's coming destruction, preachers of truth over the years have been calling out a battle cry, a call to battle, and we have failed to answer. We have failed to answer the call. Ezekiel 7:14. They have blown the trumpet, even to make all ready, but none goeth to the battle, for my wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. You know, we have failed to take heed to God's calls. We have failed to take heed to his warnings. And instead, we have, uh, we, we, we've sit on the sidelines while the world goes to hell. You know, God did not intend for the church to be silent, but to be very prevalent until the end. To be the voice crying out in the wilderness. To show forth the love, the peace, the comfort, and joy in knowing Christ Jesus. And how nothing is too hard for him. How he will be with us no matter what we face. And how he alone holds truth. We, not, we may not be delivered out of every hardship and trial. That's true. But, but, but that we understand that it is for our good and, and for growth and maturity. God has a purpose in everything. You've heard me say this many times, Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I am the called of God. I'm called out of this world. I'm called to seek out the lost. I'm called to speak up for Christ. I'm called to share the truth. I'm called to press forward amidst trials and tribulations. I'm called to be an ambassador. I'm called to live holy. I'm called to love like Christ. I'm called to help those in need. I'm called to pray. I'm called to know his word. I'm called to seek him daily. I'm called to do, I'm called to justice, you know. I'm called to righteous living. I am called not to live in fear, but called to hope in him, called to trust in him, and called to do his will, not mine. Nothing. Can you finish that for me? <laughs> Nothing is too hard for him. So why do we fear? I should also say we are called <laughs> to fear not. You know, Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. But now uh, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Put your name there. You know, thou art mine. I, I'm Christ Jesus. I am his. Amen. And so are you. What a wonderful thing to have. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. And neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. Can I say it again? Nothing is too hard for him. Absolutely nothing is too hard for him. I'm going to go on and give you tonight's bottom line. And uh, and I'm going to, 
I may read a few uh, Prophecy News notes. Uh, I know I usually do a lot of things on YouTube with the Prophecy stuff, but I think I'm going to start passing some of this stuff on here to Anchor because I know right now eventually YouTube's going to cut me off and and uh, and if and if they do, if you ever notice that I'm not on YouTube anymore, please go to Rumble because uh, Rumble is is a little bit censor free and everything. And I know eventually that you know, and this is my podcast, so they can't. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that one day they won't be able to cut me off, but at this present moment, I can speak freely because this is my podcast. Or it's well, I'm not going to say mine. I'm going to say Christ's podcast because I'm podcasting for Him, right? But amen, but I, I feel like I have a free voice on this and I could say, and I'm not, I'm not worried about getting censored and everything. So, uh, but let me give you tonight's bottom line with phrases like do not fear or fear not, do not worry, trust in him, believe on him whom God hath sent with all the miracles God has done with all the biblical prophecy that has already been fulfilled with all the personal knowledge you have knowing God is faithful and will not forsake us nor let us down can we not see can we not see that there is absolutely nothing too hard for him as I said in the beginning in my prayer if you don't know Jesus Christ is your personal savior would you call out on him tonight? Would you believe in that death, burial, and that resurrection? Would you believe that believe that God has uh, raised him from the dead? You know, believe that that he shed he, all of his blood at the cross of Calvary for you. Hmm. He done it all for you done it all for me and even like I said even lost people right now in the world they know something's up they know something's not right something's going on every nation every kindred every tongue right now all across the globe things are, are, are out of whack things are not right things are you know looking very bleak but let me just encourage you that God is still on the throne and he has not forsaken uh, uh, us, his children. And up until the end, up until his judgment comes, up until the rapture, up until he comes and gets his church. And even during the tribulation, God is still going to be saving souls. They don't wait. We're not promised tomorrow because if you die tonight without Christ, you're not going to have a chance, another chance. And if you go through the tribulation, there's no uh, guarantee that you're going to accept. If you won't accept him now, there's probably as good chance that you won't accept him later. Excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> please call out to God. Please call out to him. Too. This is what this podcast is all about. And I thank you for listening uh, to Podcasting for Christ. And I, I've only... I pray for you listeners and I thank you and I'm so thankful for you, but please share this podcast. I want to get this podcast all around the globe. I want to get people listening everywhere and just let people know it exists and let them, you know, cause that's what it's all about to share truth. And, and I'm podcasting for Christ and I'm, I'm podcasting, you know, so that truth can ring out, can be heralded out 
because it seems that no one wants to believe the truth anymore. But let me just look over here at some, uh, some, uh, let's see if there's anything going on around the world. I, I got, I'm, I usually like to go to, uh, Prophecy News Watch. You can find them online and everything. And they're pretty good. I, I like some of the stuff they have to say and they keep you updated with, with some things. But it says here that the food, food crisis grows as number of beef cows drop to lowest level in 60 years. You know, the World Economic Forum, the WF, uh, uh, you've heard me say them many times. They're wanting to push, uh, they're going to, they want everything to be fake meat. They, you know, they even got laser printed meat. Out of it. Oh boy. You know, I want my cow. I want my steak. I want my hamburger, you know. Uh, but, but this is, you know, Americans need to be prepared to eat a lot less beef because the size of the national cattle herd is steadily shrinking and could get worse as the years progress. Hmm. Another thing here says from concerning to terrifying, terrifying seven horrible milestones for the federal budget. When it comes, uh, when it becomes clear that the nation's debt is spiraling out of control with no plans to turn things around, investors eventually will lose faith in the U.S. debt as a safe asset. Even higher interest rates will be necessary to entice investors, drowning the nation's finances and the economy under a sea of debt. Wow. Things are getting worse, right? <laughs> I want my steak, and now the national debt, we know it's out of control. But hey, maybe this is, let's see, the Jesus Revolution movie. Doubtless, industry estimates as faith movie takes off. I haven't seen the Jesus Revolution. Or someone, I heard somebody say that it was pretty good. I'll have to check it out before I make any comments on it, because I know right now I did enjoy The Passion of the Christ. I think it, it displayed uh, an accurate... Uh, visual of the beating that Christ took, but there were some things in the movie that I did disagree with uh, doctrinally, but I'm not going to go into that, but I'll have to check this Jesus Revolution movie out. Uh, the movie earned an A-plus uh, cinnamon score rating from the moviegoers and a 99% audience rating from Rotten Tomatoes, meaning the audience loved it. Okay. Well, let me tell you, if the world loves it, it may not be that good of a movie. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to make any judgments on it until I actually watch the movie, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, let's, here's a survey. Here, Britons would prefer Muslim over evangelical Christians for leadership. How about that? When asked about specific religious beliefs, evangel evangelical Christians are the faith group less tolerated when it comes to political leadership in Great Britain. Well, go figure, right? You know, uh, the left and the right is going on here in the United States and the left and the right are, are going on in Israel. It's funny how they have the same kind of government and they have the same kind of things going on. And I'm just telling you right now, I've lost hope and faith in both sides. I don't believe in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party anymore. The Democratic Party is the demonic party, if you ask me. Uh, I used to think that the Republican Party was the party that stood for righteous. You know, I know that there are st still some good uh, uh, people that, that believe and want America to do well, but I'm just telling you right now, I've lost uh, I, the only hope and faith and trust and 
that I'm going to put uh, put my invest my time and efforts in is going to be the Bible and, and Christ Jesus. I'm not going to, uh, you know, man is going to let you down every time. And, and I know that Christ is not going uh, to let me down. I got a few more stories here, but I'm running out of time. Uh, let's see. Let me read one more. Army chief warns that the conflict with China will result in strikes on U.S. mainland. I've been concerned and wondering about that. And, you know, we know that America's not in Bible prophecy and everything. So I'm not really sure uh, what happens to us. I don't know if the rapture takes uh, most of Americans out and, and then we just fall apart. I'm not real sure. But in the stunning warning, the United States Army chief has a caution that China may launch a various a vicious attack on American soul in the event of a major war with Taiwan. Hmm. So there's just a few news notes there and just some prophecy news notes, things to be looking at. I'm out of time here. I'm going to go ahead and close out with some prayer. But hey, I thank you for tuning in. And just remember, with all this stuff that I've read and all the stuff that's going on, just remember that Christ Jesus loves you. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing too hard for him. Cast all your burdens upon him. For he careth for you, First Peter 5, 7. You know, God loves you. God cares about you. He cares about whatever situation you're in right now. And when you look around and see what's going on, don't turn to your politician. Don't turn to your to Oprah, so to speak. Don't turn to any talk show host or anything like that, except for me, right? I'm not a talk show host. I'm, uh, but, you know, hey, let me. like I've always said, truth can only be found in God's Word. Hey, thank you for listening to Podcasting Christ. This is Evangelist Stacy Gibson. Let me close with some prayer. Dear God, I love you. And I thank you, Father, for all that you do. And I just pray you'd bless this podcast and bless the listeners. And help us all, Father, dear God, to realize your turn is, is soon to be here. Father, dear Lord, let us be prepared. Let us keep looking up, Father, in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. God bless.